Hello, welcome to IMD Industry Insights. I'm Brian Self, along with William Strickland, publisher of Industrial Machinery Digest. Today we're going to be speaking with Jai Shah. He is the CEO of Kahuna Workforce Solutions. We're going to be discussing the labor crisis in manufacturing. Jai, thank you for being with us today. And why don't you get things started by telling us a little bit about yourself and Kahuna. Yeah, sure. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, William. Appreciate you hosting today. Uh, yeah, so I have about a 25, 27-year background in implementing large global transformation projects for uh, complex organizations that really affect the workforce. So a lot of HR technology transformation, you know, and we've seen the explosion of technology over the last uh, couple of decades and that, you know, what what that evolution has brought from an HR tech perspective. Um, about 10 years ago, I started to notice a, a pattern um, in that a lot of these big transformation projects, the promise for operational folks who funded these programs was to get a better, more granular view of the workforce capabilities. What can each worker do that moves a needle for my operational outcomes? Can they you know, operate a certain machinery? Can, uh, can they do it safely? Can they do it reliably? And what we started to notice is that was a particular challenge for certain technologies to surface that data, collect that data, manage it, and give it back to operations in a way that they could make use of it. So about 10 years ago, we set out to, uh, to solve that problem from a technology perspective. We built Kahuna, which is a platform that's meant to, you know, kind of bridge that skills gap um, and introduce that into the learning ecosystem world of technology. And um, that's what brings us here today is we've been on a, on a pretty good run of working with organizations to go, you know, address workforce challenges from a skilling perspective. Jai, there's a lot of challenges facing uh, manufacturing today in the labor area of labor. Uh, what do you see as the biggest challenge facing manufacturing? Yeah, I think it all comes down to availability of the right skills to do the work that's required in an ever-changing environment. So there's a lot to unpack there, but... During COVID, obviously, we saw just pure labor, short, labor shortages, which was driving the, the idea that I don't even know what who's walking in the door every day to my focus factory. And more importantly, within that factory and the, the various focuses within that factory, can they perform the work that's being required to meet my production output? That, that was just a central challenge. And, um, you know, now, while that labor shortage may have shrunk, we're closing the gap, it's not quite as acute, we're also now introducing a bunch of change relative to what's expected of the workforce. I want to go to a smart factory. I want to take traditional manufacturing processes, automate them. And so what's being required of the workforce is also not as clear and so we feel like one of the big challenges is understanding simple supply and demand of labor against what's required to meet my production output goals. And right now, that's a crapshoot. If you ask most plant managers or operations managers, they really don't know, A, can I operate in today's environment? 
And I certainly don't know if I can operate in in the environment that I'm going to be working in in three to five years from now and what's going to be expected of me. And will the workforce keep up? I mean, there's plenty of studies out there that say we've got, you know, 2.1 to 2.5 million uh, vacancies that just can't be filled today with the skills that are required. Do we even know what those skills are and how to publish them, how to go attract the right talent? In today's environment, manufacturing companies would love to be able to hire skilled labor that already know what they're doing, but most of the time they have to hire quote-unquote greenhorns and do all the training in-house. How can skills management help address that labor shortage? Yeah, again, great question. I think when we think about what organizations need to do, we got to accept that, to your point, a lot of labor that's walking in the door, I'm going to have to train to my process and the skills that are needed in my particular operating environment. But we also need to recognize that today's workforce is walking in the door with skills that yesterday's workforce wasn't. You know, just by the nature of how you've gone to school, the activities you're involved with, be it gaming, coding, data analysis, things that are going to be required in this more automated, smart manufacturing world, we do have hidden skills within our workforce that we're not even aware exist. So where skills management, in our opinion, comes in to play is being able to curate what's most important to my organization from a skills perspective, both today and into the future. So how do I organize all of that data in a platform that then I can expose it to my workers and I can discover both the inherent skills that are kind of hidden that I didn't know existed within that workforce. And then for there, where there are gaps, be able to rapidly train and close those gaps on a personal individual basis. So I know exactly, Brian, what you're lacking and where to intervene with you and do it as quickly and efficiently as possible. In yesterday's training mentality, it was I hire Brian And regardless of where he's starting, I'm going to put him through the same exact templatized onboarding training program where I push a bunch of content and I hope he understands it and learns from it. And that may take six to nine months. We can't afford to do that anymore. We've got to treat Brian and meet Brian where you are, specifically on your skilling journey, and then close the gaps in a very systemized, you know, trackable manner. And we need to prioritize that and align it to exactly what the what the organization needs. And that's how we think about skills management and a more formal skills management approach, really benefiting organizations that we're working with. One of the side effects of the labor shortage in manufacturing is current employees may be experiencing burnout because of added responsibilities and duties. How can organizations help deal with that and alleviate some of that burnout? Uh, I think that's a, a really important point relative to asking people to do more with less, you know, obviously, and, and taking advantage of your most skilled, skilled workers. And eventually, unfortunately, if they leave the organization, the cost to replace those folks is much higher. Um, so first of all, it's having visibility into the fact that they are uh, your most skilled workers. 
and who those folks are and, you know, being able to track engagement, track sentiment, all the things that, you know, kind of matter. Um, it, the leading indicators that somebody might be getting burnt out and ready to leave your workforce. The second thing is what we found or the organizations we're working with have found is people are not afraid of work if they're valued for the work that they do. So again, a more formal skills program where you recognize that somebody is that important to your operations, you can do some in interesting things with that data. You can compensate those skills rather than just compensating seniority. You can compensate for skills. You can build trust with that employee base because they know that their skills that they've acquired are very visible up and down the chain. And they know exactly how that fits into a career path. To your point, if I go, you know, I'm here today, I'm doing a lot of manual assembly work. I want to move into a role where I do more monitoring and I maybe manage a process and monitor a process versus just executing it. What are those skills that allow me to go from assembly to monitoring? And if I can, if the organization publishes those and I meet my end of the bargain through the training development, you know, kind of leaning into that path and I gain those skills, it's very evident to everybody. A, I'm going to be rewarded from a compensation perspective, and B, I'm going to know exactly what the job opportunities are within that organization. And I know that my organization's valuing those skills because I know exactly where they impact the operational performance of the organization. So those are some ways in which, you know, A, you can have a handle on, boy, if this person walks out the door, I know exactly what I'm losing um, in, from a skill perspective. B, I can do as much as I can to prevent them from walking out the door. And C, if they are able to transform themselves into somebody even more valuable, I can reward them, recognize them, and it's all done in real time, and I'm building trust with that employee. Looking at the wider view of things, Jai, how can skills management help support and encourage the organization? A lot of this has to do with investing in your brand, investing in your workforce, and then knowing that that workforce will align to where the organization as a whole is going. So, you know, we see it all the time. <clears throat> CEO makes an announcement beginning of the year. These are our three most important strategic objectives. You know, in today's world, everyone's got an ESG initiative around net zero emissions, right? I'm just gonna use this as an example. Everyone's, you know, marching towards a green revolution, net zero, uh, you know, carbon. Well, I need new capability in my plant and my workforce to be able to hit that goal. And to, in today's world, without a skills management platform or a capability lifecycle management platform, I, it's really a shot in the dark as to whether my workforce is going to be prepared to meet that future goal. And so our contention is if we give organizations a way to say, to hit this goal, I need to meet these KPIs. And to meet these KPIs, I need these specific capabilities, carbon sequestration, carbon transfer, uh, transportation, maybe carbon offset, whatever those things are to meet net zero. I now formulaically and in a data 
model and a database, I can track those capabilities and the underlying skills for those capabilities. And I can introduce training programs and I know exactly where the workforce stands on building those capabilities. And I can have a much better shot to go tell my CEO that I, as a workforce, as an organization as a whole, we're better prepared to meet that goal that you just announced to the world. Jai, apprenticeship programs have always been big in manufacturing. Um, how do those apprenticeship programs meld into your platform? Absolutely. So, you know, kind of the, the craft worker skilling journey often um, requires uh, a mentorship or apprenticeship um, uh, kind of relationship between the, the, uh, the craft worker and the organization. And so there's a couple perspectives you can look at. One is how do we expose that apprenticeship program, track experience, and manage that in a more formulaic kind of very uh, robust manner where everyone has visibility into the progression? And then also how do we find mentors within the existing uh, workforce to buddy up in that apprenticeship program and be the guide, be the we all know that one person can make a huge difference in the development of another worker. And if we can discover who are our best trainers, who are our best people to buddy up in that mentorship uh, program, we're going to have much better outcomes from an apprenticeship perspective. Those people are going to leave that apprenticeship stage of their workforce development ready to hit the ground running. Um, and, and you'll have validated proof of that because what we're doing is we're collecting data along the way to say, I've, I've not only mentored Brian, I also observed Brian doing these five activities, doing them with quality. We don't need to waste any more time here. He's got that. Let's move on to the next area of, of focus. Having a formal way to manage all that, collect all that data, make it visible, and then understand where people are falling behind. Where do I need to up my program, right? Because there could be a consistent point in that apprenticeship program where everybody is, there's a bottleneck. Everyone's falling down. We don't have the right training. We don't have the right simulation environment, whatever. And now I can go affect that very specific stage of the development with an intervention and make that program stronger. John, what's the best way for manufacturers to get involved with your platform? Yeah. Um, so first of all, we do not believe in a boil the ocean approach. Like you don't have to be perfect to get started on this journey. Uh, the reality is if you kind of go look at top workforce initiatives today, you'll most likely encounter in the top one, two or three, uh, the transformation from what we call a job based economy to a skills based economy. Where that starts with, is with getting an understanding of what are the important skills either in a portion or my full operations, but where's that burning platform and where can I go identify the skills that are needed in that operation? We can help with that. There's a very easy methodology to follow to get your arms around what are the most important skills that you need to focus on. <clears throat> and then you simply start exposing those to your employees, tracking, tying your learning programs to that skill development, tracking proficiency, validating proficiency, and then exposing that data to all the stakeholders who would care. And there's a very clear methodology for how we go do this. We've done it with large organizations. You know, an example, Stanley Black & Decker. 
we, we engaged with Stanley Black and Decker and their workforce readiness team. Um, they, they were at a point where they knew they needed to do this. They weren't exactly sure how they were going to go do it. And we've partnered with them to roll out now across a, a very global footprint of plants to not only solve that in the moment, plant by plant value case, but also enable them to start to expose those global skills of the future, the, the smart manufacturing skills that are going to impact the entire workforce. That's just a use case example. Um, and, you know, we're, we've got countless of those in, in energy manufacturing. We're actually starting to get very much in, involved in healthcare, very similar problem in healthcare with the nursing shortage, um, et cetera. Our main audience segment is small to medium-sized manufacturers, job shops, that type of thing. Would they benefit from your program? Absolutely. And what I would say there is, you know, you have to be willing to start with a more standard set of skills um, and not make it so custom that you're spending all your time on developing the skill content. So we can help you understand. We've got some things out of the box where we can help you understand the, the most important skills and emerging skills and how to go build that skills taxonomy. Um, but what I would say is that in those cases, the acceptance that, <clears throat> look, we're not going to have, you know, five FTEs that we could dedicate to a skills program. We're, we have our technical training manager who's also got probably three other roles in the organization. And what we're trying to do is bring technology to bear to bring efficiencies into that training process and, you know, kind of engage with us on what that looks like. Um, but you're not going to have the same approach there that a large global multinational company is going to have relative to their skilling journey. There are two different models that we see. Jai, we really appreciate you being with us today. A lot of good information. I hope uh, people out there will take advantage of it. And hopefully you can come back and visit with us in the future and give us an update on how things are going in the labor area of manufacturing. Absolutely. Uh, appreciate it, Brian. Thanks, William. And uh, thanks for all your time today and your great questions. Yes, sir. It was a pleasure. Appreciate it, sir.